Uh, Merry Christmas. This is the post-Christmas edition. I, I, I'm re-recording this, actually. I was about four minutes into recording my intro, and I got a text message that my grandmother has COVID. Um, I just found this out. I, I, my mom told me, and then I um, told my wife, and uh, then, then I just I hit re-record on this, and, and I'm just going to wipe out. You know, I was five minutes into recording this, and I'm starting over. My grandma Lucy, my last living grandmother, last living grandparent, period. She was the wife to Grandpa Pete of Guglielmo Sauce fame, um, has COVID. She's been in a nursing home for a long time. I guess I should give you some context here. She's in the Alzheimer's unit. She has been for years. My grandmother has not recognized me or my father, her son, in years. Um, so there is some context to be put in here. This, this, is, this is not a woman who was at, you know, at peak health who's getting COVID, but she is in this little retirement home in Conneaut, Ohio, in my hometown, where, you know, it, it's just running rampant right now. There's, there's been two deaths recently and now uh, patients left and right are popping up with covid and and my poor grandmother and my grandma is 91 years old as i mentioned she has her physical health but her mental health really just has not been there for years and i don't know what's going to happen so that's a little bit scary um I, i'll be honest with you i've come to terms with the idea that my grandmother's gone because she has been she's been mentally she's been gone for years i mean i haven't had an actual conversation with my grandmother in years because when you do talk to her, it's like it's like talking to a baby. If you've ever dealt directly with somebody with Alzheimer's, it's like talking to a child. It's like talking to an, you know, a, a child who like just learned how to talk. Basically, it's it's um, it's really been sad. It's been too bad. So I don't know. Does this make me a bad person to say? Is it possible this puts her out of her misery? I don't know. I I'm just thinking out loud. I'm talking. Look, I'm reacting live in the moment. I don't know. Th that thought is crossing my mind. Does COVID finally just end this? Because for years, she's just been living a life that I cannot imagine she ever intentionally wanted to live in this stupid Alzheimer's unit in an old folks home, you know, without her husband, without any of her friends. They're all gone. They're all dead. So... I don't know. Just wanted to share that news with you because that's obviously going to affect me for a little while here. We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, keep my grandma in your thoughts if you can. You know, uh, I don't like to think about her suffering. That's just that's the problem with this. Just the suffering. It's just the fucking suffering of this nasty ass disease. <sighs> you know, because I think about it and I go, well, she could. Um, she could be put out of her misery from this. You know, it's it's not been her life for years. It's not been her life. And that could put her out of her misery, but also just the suffering. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, as I mentioned, I had started to record this intro and then I got uh, d interrupted with that news. And so I'm starting over and I'm on my way home from work. It's Saturday, December 26th, about 4 p.m., uh, short day of work today. Actually, it wasn't even technically a day of work today. I, I gave my my staff had a four day weekend, but work hard, play hard. So I went in, worked uh, pretty much a, just about a full day. Uh, but getting out at four o'clock is nice. Now I'm heading over to my mother in law's. Not by choice. Not that I don't love going to my mother in law. I, I, I listen. I love my in laws. My brother, my sisters in law, my um, mother in law. I love them all. But you know, I'm interested in relaxing, and and you can't fully relax when you go to your in-law's house, so kind of ruins a couple hours of potential relaxation I was looking forward to there, but nonetheless, it'll still be nice. We're going to go have leftovers. We were there yesterday, and we were at my father-in-law's yesterday as well. Uh, before you, you start going, hey, Paula, you're talking out of both sides of your ass here, being all woe is me over COVID, and now all of a sudden you're out traveling on Christmas. I get that, but these are people who've been in our bubble. We've, we've created a bubble, and we've basically maintained that bubble. Truly maintaining the bubble to 100% guaranteed status and no popping of the bubble is impossible. People within our bubble have been to Wegmans. We've been to Target. You know, but, but for the most part, there's been absolutely no social gatherings outside of our bubble. And so we felt comfortable yesterday. Went to my father-in-law's, went to my mother-in-law's. 
my son, my two-year-old. Um, there is definitely a spoiling going on because this dude had three full Christmases yesterday. I mean, this little two-year-old, Leo Guglielmo, love of my life, this dude legitimately three times yesterday experienced seeing a Christmas tree full of Christmas presents that were almost entirely for him. <laughs> and, you know, I start to see the spoiling happen. I mean, I see it a little bit. I see him, I see him kind of... You know, he gets, like, mad when he's done opening his gifts. Like, he opens eight out of the 12 gifts under the tree, and then when it finally is time for, like, mommy to open a gift, he's like, Nyah! and I'm like, oh, my God. We've got we've to figure out how to curb the spoiling. I don't know if it's possible, though. First grandson on both sides. First child, obviously, for us. First nephew for two uncles and two aunts. I mean, it's, it's just going to happen. He's just going to be a spoiled kid. It's just going to happen. We, I just have to... I just have to be, and I yelled at, I did yell at him. I've probably yelled at Leo two or three times in his entire life so far. And yesterday, I kind of yelled at him. It wasn't in front of people. It wasn't, on, it wasn't at any of the Christmases. But we got home at night, and he it was time for him to go to bed. And we let him stay up extra late, by the way. It was Christmas, so we let him have a full extra hour. We didn't put him to bed till well after 9 o'clock. And his normal time to go to bed is a little after 8 o'clock. And so we gave him a whole extra hour to just play with his toys. And when it came time to go to bed, he got put in his crib, and he just started flipping out. And after about five minutes of him flipping out, and I heard my wife in and out of that room a couple times saying, Leo, you have to go to bed, Leo. You can play with your toys tomorrow, Leo. Uh, like the second or third time she did that, I just I was downstairs. I just stormed up there, and I just... I said, and probably, the, you know, my voice was probably, Leo, this is ridiculous. You have got to go to sleep. It is bedtime. You go to bed. Probably that was, you know, wasn't yelling, but it was stern. And I, I, I got to tell you what happened. He went to bed. Like, it fucking worked. So I don't know that's good or bad, but I mean, I guess as long as I'm not doing it that often. But the kid was flipping out. I don't know what you're going to, what am I going to do? You know? Because then I get in trouble. It's like that Kevin Hart bit. <laughs> you know that Kevin, Hart's, that Kevin Hart bit where Kevin Hart talks about coming home and his wife being like, you need to go in that room and fuck that baby up. And he's like, what do you do? <laughs> and then he goes in and he's like, I'm here to fuck you up, son. And the kid goes, what did I do? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know what you did. But your mom told me to fuck you up. If I don't fuck you up, I get fucked up. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. It's like if I didn't go up and do that, it's almost like I'm picking me over you, man. Because if she goes in there one more time to no success, she's going to come down and yell at me for something. <laughs> that's true. That is true. I have to admit that's true. So anyway. Oh, and then, you know, I do want to say one other thing about from Christmas. It was a great day. We, we ended the day at my mother-in-law's for dinner. And this poor woman had something happen that is so unlikely that I told her this is this is when you go buy a lottery ticket my mother-in-law had called us a few hours before we were set to go over there to report that her oven her stove her entire stove was not working just wasn't working it, it, it had died it shit the bed on Christmas as she's getting ready to host granted a small gathering but still you know she's hosting me and my wife and she's got you know, her kid, like basically her kid, her kids. And then also, and this is something I don't talk about much, but just to throw this out there, my mother-in-law is also a foster mother. So she has a, uh, a few kids living with her. So she's got people sort of that are depending on her for dinner and her oven shits the bed. Then, no, it gets worse. So she ends up bringing all the dishes over to our house. We bake everything. We, we then bring it over to her house. And then after dinner... Her dishwasher shits the bed. Who has a, a stove and a dishwasher shit the bed on the same day? On Christmas, while you're hosting company. Unreal. <laughs> Poor, it's just the worst luck. It's like the absolute worst luck in the world. I felt so bad for her. But, you know, we figured it out. We did the oven thing. We, we baked the stuff and then we brought it over and uh, we were all good. It was fine. Like I said, it wasn't a traditional Christmas get-together with all kinds of family. This was a small, just our bubble, so it wasn't that big of a deal. We were good. We were fine. 
All right, let's get into the podcast. I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for being here. I hope you had a wonderful Merry Christmas. I wish you a Happy New Year. I don't think we'll talk again until 2021. I thought Kristen Wiig on SNL, by the way, was very funny where she was saying, thank God it's over. 2020 is almost over. Thank God. Uh, and as of January 1st, 2021, everything goes back to normal. <laughs> it's like, no, what are people expecting? Look, the yes, 2021 should be the year we turn it around. Because in 2021, 2021 will be the opposite of 2020. 2020, a lot of people forget, we had a good month and a half. We started off 2020 just, just fine. It really wasn't until uh, mid-February, but truly, honestly, wasn't until mid-March that shit hit the fan. 2021, hopefully same way, opposite direction, right? Yeah, okay, so January 1st, things aren't going to be back to normal. But what if, like, by mid-March, they've rolled these vaccines out to the point where it's starting to get to where you and I can get them? And then, it, you know, life can kind of start to go back to normal. And I know I mentioned this last week, too, but I just, I can't, I don't know what that's going to be like when I finally do get a vaccine. And once people start to get these vaccines, going out in public without a mask again is going to feel really weird. Really strange. Oh, my God. A, po- a thought just popped into my head. I'm sorry. Before we get to the podcast, speaking of going out in public, yesterday, as we left our home, we drove by, because we live right in 12 Corners in Brighton, we drove by Starbucks. And Starbucks, famously, at 12 Corners, is open on Christmas. There's only a handful of things that are open on Christmas, and a lot of them are right in our little neighborhood there in 12 Corners. Chen Garden, the Chinese restaurant, very famous for three- or four-hour waits on Christmas. You know, Starbucks is open. I think the bagel joints are open, you know. And so Starbucks is open, and we drive by, and we kind of, you know, what do you call it? Crane, neck crane, crane neck. We, we, you know, we look in there. The place was packed. It was a zoo. It was mobbed, man. It was a zoo in there because it's the only Starbucks in town open on Christmas. But I mean, what the hell are people thinking? You know, what are people thinking? Everybody needs their Starbucks that bad that they're going to go huddle together inside the 12 corners. Starbucks in Brighton, get their goddamn Starbucks. That is it that necessary because ryan and i were even talking we're like let's just get starbucks bring it to the family and then we saw that and we go oh fuck this <laughs> oh hell no and not about that i'll be honest with you even pre-covid i ain't waiting in that line because i do think last year we had tried to go to starbucks on christmas day to bring it over to my in-laws house and we were told something like a one hour wait or, or something i i'm not into that uh-uh ain't happening All right. I think it's time to get to the podcast. This is my friend Leslie. Leslie Zink Ward of Love & Cup. Leslie is wonderful. I've had Leslie... I mean, we used to have Leslie on the Brother Wee show all the time. I've had Leslie on my my old Wham 1180 food and wine show. She probably made three, four appearances. And one of her annual appearances always was centered around this event, Rochester Homegrown, which was sort of like a winter food and drink festival in an area where you don't have a lot of winter events. And so... Uh, This year, Homegrown is going virtual, and Leslie in this podcast will tell us all about it. She stopped by. Her and a couple of the chefs from Love & Cup is we're working up a uh, a recipe for them to create a product, but uh, more on that to come. I don't want to spoil that surprise. I hope you enjoy my time, my interview, chatting with my friend Leslie from Love & Cup. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, please, please, please keep Grandma Lucy Guglielmo in your thoughts. My my my! How uh, how we have uh, we've we've come a long way. 
in the wrong direction, I think. Because I think we've talked about homegrown for years, Leslie, but always in a real radio studio. And now yes. we're in a cold conference room of a food manufacturing facility. And, I did uh, just put on my sweatshirt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but thank you for doing this. Absolutely. We, we, we're sitting here and we're having like all these ideas. I think we've had a couple good ideas. We've had like a million well, for, great The first ideas. idea is your idea and it's a fantastic idea, but I hate to give it away and it's the podcast idea. Oh, your oh, idea for oh. a podcast with Megan Carter from yes. Radio 95.1. Yes. What is it? Well, we used to hang out and drink wine every Tuesday and just talk about life. And so I thought we should start one together called See You Next Tuesday. It is the greatest idea. It's the best name okay, for Okay, I mean, maybe this we, we, we got to push her. Well, okay, so now she's got a job again in radio, right? I know. So is she allowed to do the podcast? I mean, I she probably know. is. I think so, right? I don't, I don't know. It's, you know the rules better than I do. Well, no, the, that was one of one of the issues. Was the rules seem to be a little wishy washy? <laughs> like, you know, if you want to do a podcast on the side, it's sort of like, how much do we like you? Right. And if we like you, yes. And if not, no. I, it's, you know, are no. you worth keeping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I think it's the single best name for a podcast I've ever heard. Is see you next. Thank you. you Thank you. The other idea that we just came up with. You've got to implement it fast, though, because this podcast will be coming out soon. Oh, yeah. we got to like do it quickly. We are, we are, well, the reason you're here today is because we're, um, we're making a shelf-stable version of your meat sauce, like your yes. bourbon. What do you call it? It's just James, who is my chef that created it, bourbon, yeah. bourbon meat sauce. Bourbon meat sauce. James and, is bourbon meat sauce. So we have the bourbon, and we're using iron smoke, and we put it into a little bucket with... Um, where we had put all the other ingredients in. So it's got like Frank's Red Hot in there and like molasses and like mustard. Yes. But then we discovered that it's like basically a garbage plate shot. Yes. Do you think that's marketable? <laughs> I Well, we're going to try it after, we, after we're done talking. And I, I think it would be amazing. I think so too. I mean, what's more Rochester? Yeah. Well, the garbage, like, okay, so think about Bloody Marys, right? Bloody Marys and what they've evolved into is they've evolved into a whole thing, right? Like it's a the, dish. It's like a dish at this point. So, like, the the uh, the garbage plate shot, or maybe it's a garbage plate, or garbage Mary. Maybe it's a garbage Mary. That's a great idea. And now, and so, but the, uh, the like, the, the accoutrements or whatever goes with it. What do you call them? The garnishes. Yeah. The garnish is, like, a single home fry, <laughs> like, a, one little A tater bite, tot. A, a tater tot, and, like, one little hot one, dog. One little elbow of pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, like, the... And then it goes into this other drink that's got, like, bourbon and all kinds of other shit in it, like, like hot, red hot, and yes. maybe... It, yeah, I think it's an idea. I'm, like, feeling this vibe. How is the restaurant business right now? I know it's ridiculous. It's very tough. Yeah. I can't lie. Um, I feel like it has been a very hard year emotionally, financially. I feel like going into the second round of this, I'm a little more um, emotionally prepared for what we're doing, and we're just trying to be creative. Um, We're forced to... Kind of, it almost feels like I'm starting over again. Right. Well, like, you start. Look, can we back up? You yes. started in the recession of I, 2000, what was it, seven, eight, eight, nine, somewhere? 2008. Now? Yeah. So I started during the Great Recession, and I was forced to like come up with all these ideas for events and things like that just to get people in the first time. And so I literally feel like I'm going back in time. Right. Because now I'm like, how do I... Well, while people are still uncomfortable, while this is on the rise, I know we're doing everything safe, but it's just not, it's, it's not going to work within the, you know, just the inside of the restaurant. So how do we come up with some great ideas? So, you know, making these sauces with you, we're going to be working on a few more, I think is a great plan for us. Um, you know, we're doing a virtual homegrown where people get like a kit and it's an experience that they get to take home. We're going to dive deeper into that. Yes, so, yeah, we, we can. Will. We so will. Just, I feel like I'm, I, I literally like am having deja vu, but in such a different this way. This is what it felt like when you first opened Love and Cup. It was like you open this restaurant, but everyone is going, oh, I can't spend any money right now. I'm, yes. uh, I don't have any. I'm, and yes. you're going, holy shit, how do we, yes. how do we Oh, do we this? just built this like over a million dollar project yeah. at age 27 and we need to get people in here, yeah. Well, okay, and so this time around with stimulus and whatnot, and I know mm-hmm. they're just literally just yesterday announced something, right? It's, I don't even know. I don't... I don't quite understand either. I, someone needs to put out the idiot like version of it or something or the... It's, the it's what hard. was those yellow books, remember, for idiots? It was like blank for... Stimulus something for idiots. Something notes. Uh, I don't, cliff notes. Cliff notes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, we need that for this because I don't understand either because I think basically what happened is 
they came in and they said, look, Leslie, you, your restaurant, you can only operate at a certain capacity, mm-hmm. right? But that being said, we're not going to chop any of your bills by that same capacity. Correct. So good luck. Yes. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Luckily, our landlord has been amazing with us. But yeah, I mean, the rest of our costs are the same, you know? Yeah. And then you have to just like pare down your staff. So you have to like let people go. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, yeah. What is it like when you have to let people go? I mean, it, the one advantage, I guess, this time around was that unemployment was yes. that there was something there for people to not be I, uh, I too the, upset by. Right. They yeah. were fine. I, I think I was more emotional. Right, right. They're like, <laughs> look, I'm going to go make kind of a lot of money now. I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch TV <laughs> and make way more money. But yeah. I was like, you're my family. And I'm sad that I have to tell you this. Yeah, so, I understand. I but but they, at least that was maybe one thing is that wasn't just, that wasn't your typical layoff. Correct. Where it's just like, I'm sorry you're out of a job now. This one, at least it was like, look, there, you've got this safety net called unemployment on steroids. Yes. Go sit on your couch and make a bunch of money. I think they were more sad for me. They were like consoling me. It was like the opposite of a normal <laughs> yeah. layoff. <laughs> yeah. I remember my, uh, my sister-in-law, young little sister-in-law, she's only 22 or so. Yeah. She came out here and worked for a couple months while she was like, for a job and uh, I took her out to lunch one day and she was telling me about her friends and what kind of money they were making and it was basically the same money she was making here and they weren't lifting a finger right and so there was that you know interesting there was that so that's okay you know and I think there's a lot of for me it I feel better like making the same amount of money and doing something but like right. I totally understand the other the other side of the coin yeah course so anyway so we're right now what zone is love and cup in yellow so we're yeah. in the best case scenario as okay. of this point so we can serve indoors four people per table um, we have all the safety precautions we've implemented a completely new pos system you know it's it's like touchless essentially um we are providing service but it you know it feels a little different it's not as interactive you had to you, you did some takeout before right Yes. But yep. you had to basically reinvent to a takeout model that was, again, on steroids, right? It was like, we're going to put a lot more thought into takeout now. Yes. Was that an easy thing for you because you were already doing takeout, or did you have to rethink that completely? It was interesting because we did Grubhub before this started, and my chefs hated my kitchen hated it because yeah. we were busy. We were a really busy restaurant, and it was, it's, a, it's a thing that's just like dinging, dinging yeah. all the time. Don't worry um, about silencing your phone. Oh, okay. It's not the one good thing is I said, boy, how we've fallen. <laughs> the other thing is there's no rules on podcasts. So there's echoes in the background. Right. There's noises going off. We can curse. Like that's what, I am there's so no commercial about break. Cursing. Cursing. You can curse. There's no commercial break coming up. Like Beautiful. There's, there's a lot of things that are actually better. You don't have about to wave it. a sign for like forty minutes. <laughs> My only issue with podcasting compared to radio was the sound quality on radio was so good. It is it good. was really good. And here it's like, you know, it's okay. I mean, like I said, there's some echoing and that just yeah. bothers me. But what are you going to do? In the summer, I, I would we would sit outside and do this and that yes. helps. Yeah. But you can't sit outside. It's too cold. I'm sorry. What were we saying? I'm so sorry. I don't even know anymore. Take out or something? Oh, so yeah. So what we have done is we've actually, um, we're doing every version of takeout that you can. Yeah. Um, I think we're thinking about um, with our new POS system, we actually have like an online ordering system of our own. We're thinking about doing delivery, which is something we never would have thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to come up with some like good event ideas that are within the rules. Um, yeah, if, it's crazy. I don't know. Can we talk about the delivery apps a little bit? Those have been yes. controversial. The restaurant owners seem to fall in a bunch of different categories. Some love them because they say, look, the more, because like one of my good friends, Marty O'Sullivan, I think you know mm-hmm. Marty's meats. Mm-hmm. Marty, yep. for the most part, has, has advocated for them. He's said, look, right. it's more people are going to be eating our food. And sure, the margins are a lot skinnier, but the volume makes up for the margins. So there's that. And then there's the other ones who are just throwing their hands up in the air and saying, this is stupid. They're taking way too much of the margin. I mean, wh- where do you land on the whole thing? I feel like I'm kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Um, the margins are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're almost 30% for for certain apps, which is basically in a normal world, like your profit in a restaurant, if right. you're keeping everything kind of else in line, you know, after labor and food cost and keeping the lights on and all that. Um, but I agree. I think out of just sheer desperation, like you need as many avenues because people are just not comfortable coming out. Um, And to be honest with you, there's a generation that just likes that convenience and I agree, volume 
I, th- I think the volume, like in the end, outweighs how ridiculous it is. Yeah. But it does dip deeply into your margins. It, it actually, when I hear you guys talk about it, it reminds me a little bit of this business. Mm-hmm. Um, the the retail food business is very low margin but high volume, and it's so I hear that because I don't I don't know enough about the restaurant business. I just, right. I don't know, but uh, it it seems like. Volume is obviously a major piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle there, right? And uh, this will do more volume for you. Correct. Yeah, but cracking into that margin sucks. It does. It does. It really I mean, sucks. and as like a bar owner too, um, you know, I know a lot of bars that just because they're in an area with like such high fo- foot traffic, yeah. they're able to get away with, you know, like $10 pictures of tray kind like and I could never do that but they have just they're just in a space where they're just bringing the people in and that's how they're that you know everyone's business model is a little bit different and it's based upon who you are where you are what your offerings are who's around you well what about that what you just said about the booze too that was one thing that happened I mean did you ever think you'd see a day when you can serve people booze to go I think we should keep that in place. Right? (laughs) That's awesome. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to, like, order food and just have, like, some beers come along the way? (laughs) Yeah. I'm, like, hoping that we we go that direction. Oh, yeah. Maybe that could be one thing that, like, comes of this that's, like, good. Um, Because that is kind of cool that you can order these batched up cocktails. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, and I had a lot of people... Um, and what we promoted in the summer was exactly come order and then we have that giant courtyard and you, they could socially distance and have like a little picnic yeah like again just thinking outside the box but yeah I'm I'm all about the to go so I was reading stuff. an article I think with Jeff your partner with for homegrown Jeff yes. from Three Heads and he was saying how you know obviously there was that period of time where we don't know what we're going to do and there's always the possibility of look maybe it's just we cancel it this year but that you said uh uh-uh, uh I have an idea <laughs> is that that right is it is it that is how it right worked? I cannot take total credit for the idea because one of my beer reps his name is Rob Adam Thwaite he works for Right Beverage and I've worked with him on a bunch of stuff like Real Beer Week and whatnot he's kind of the one that nudged me he came in for for a lunch and a beer one day and I was sitting with him and uh, he's like, it's bummer that you can't like do it this year. And I was like, I know. And I kind of had like, just out of just like how much we've been through this year, been like, I, fuck it. <laughs> we gotta do it. Yeah, I get to oh, say cursed. that. You oh cursed. my gosh, yes. that's so exciting. There I was. <laughs> nice. Always wanted to say that. <laughs> um, so he kind of was like, have you thought about doing it virtually? And I was just like, you know, it's just not the same. But then we started brainstorming and I was like, wait, maybe there are some ways to make this more immersive and more of an experience for people. And I feel like it's going to be, you know, far enough after the holidays, you know, after this horrific year that people are going to be looking to experience something with each other. So we are doing a virtual homegrown. um, And yes, I when I went in to tell him about it, I, I, I could tell he wasn't totally like in at first. Je- took, oh, you're talking a, about Jeff? He was yeah, scared. he, he was took like, a big gulp of beer and he's like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Leslie's got ideas again. Uh-huh. Um, but as he listened, um, he then added his own ideas. And I think we have a great idea to make something that's not necessarily the same, but I do think Homegrown is an example of hard, how hardcore Rochester is. So yeah. I feel like people will come out and we're supporting, you know, f- five to six local restaurants. We're supporting 13 local breweries. And these people would come out in eight feet of snow. You saw it. Oh, yeah. So I think they will be... There's been some cold years for homegrown. There's oh, my God. cold ones. There was one year where we had, like, clear tent walls, and I came in in the morning, and they literally had shattered oh, into pieces. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, the tent guy was there. It was McCarthy tent. It was Sean, the owner, and he was... He was like looking at it with such sadness. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. That's but yeah, I mean, last year, I think we had five feet of snow. The year before that, I think we had like, we had the snowstorms. People show up. And I think even though the ticket has to be a little more expensive to support these, you know, industries that are kind of having a hard time, I think people, will sh- Rochester will show up because they always show up. Yeah. Well, walk me through the event. Is mm-hmm. any part of it a secret or is it all kind of, can you walk us through the event? Yeah, I can definitely you can, walk you through okay, it. Okay, so t- show me, how, tell me exactly how is this going to work this year? Starting off with, I have to, I buy a package from you, right? Yes. Does that get delivered or I pick it up or there's both options? There are both options. Okay. okay. So every package is for two people. And the reason we're doing that is because we want this to be an experience for people within their households. You know, we've been in the house, we've watched all the Netflix you know, we've been with each other a lot. Like, 
how can we have a fun experience with each other? I so think my wife said, she said, I watched Netflix. And I said, what'd you watch? And she said, no, no, I watched all of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and I, went, I have it's nothing impossible. left to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So the ticket is $160. Um, and the event is taking place on January 23rd, which would be the day we normally do it. Um, there will be five pickup times starting on Thursday. Um, three pickup times the so it'd be Thursday the 21st, Friday the 22nd, and then the morning of. And we're gonna make the pickups fun. Um, you know, if you do pick up, we're gonna be there. You know, you can like have a drink. You know, it's gonna be cool. You're gonna see some people. So I think some people will just want to come pick up their kit. You could do if a, you will. a garbage uh, shot or whatever. Yes, yeah, a garbage shot. shot. Yeah. I was thinking about like doing like like some like giant like you know those like fires that you do in garbage cans oh yeah yeah i'm not I even joking stand around the fire for a couple minutes have a drink with us real yes. quick then take your and stuff get and your go kit, you know yeah which feels immersive and we were even thinking like maybe for those people we would have like a little s'mores package that they could like make over the fire not for nothing but that's kind of awesome especially if you pan it out or, or spread it out throughout yes. the whole day so and it's like you and jeff and a couple other key people there and they get to stand around the fire for like a few minutes and have one drink with you guys yeah. that day that's awesome i right? love that it's yeah. a fun it's a fun element that i think is worth the pickup for I mean, sure who doesn't want to see jeff in my faces yeah. obviously um and i have a great crew of people that are usually there every year which i feel like people will feel like yeah. it will feel a little normal um and so in the kit it will come with 13 so a baker's dozen which i've learned that people under the age of 30 don't know what that means um <laughs> that's funny I i'm serious <laughs> like my like a few of my crew members were like what's that and i was like what do you mean <laughs> That is, that's hilarious. Let's dive into the history of Baker's Dozen, though. Please. So I assume, tell me if I'm wrong, I just assume that it's 13 because the idea is the baker is kind of like, like, eh, take another one. That's you what know? I think. Just kind of like, eh, look, there's, tw there's 12, and then I'm going to throw in another one. Here's, Here's one your for your car ride home. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. But I, then I grew up and, and became an entrepreneur, and I know entrepreneurs who own bakeries, and I realize a true Baker's Dozen would probably be 11. Yeah. It would be oh. more... <laughs> <laughs> Back to right, margin. Right. <laughs> like, Back to profit margins. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, it, it, it does come with 13, 16-ounce, so larger beers. A lot of booze. Um, a lot of booze. And so it's the kind meant of booze to share. That, that's the high end. We're not talking about Bud Light here. No, no, we're talking about local craft brewers. So in every package, people will have 12 of the same, and then you'll have a golden ticket beer, which is a surprise beer. And idea. it's from... One of three breweries. Um, I can I can disclose two because they've already confirmed. Um, Genesee is going to be doing a crowler of I think they're bourbon barrel aged. I think awesome. they do it with iron smoke. Um, so you might be the lucky one to get that beer, and that's a crowler. So that's actually like even bigger. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other breweries is going to be other half, and then we are will be disclosing the third eventually. So yeah. there'll be like a fun little surprise element in there. There will also be two of our classic sampling glasses. Um, this one commemorative of this very unique year. Um, we're calling it Homegrown Nine and a Half because this would have been our 10th year it, with a little more home. Hold <laughs> so, on a second. Now, yes. hold on. No, there is an OCD element of me now that's... Do you know where I'm going with this at all? No, tell me, but I have OCD tendencies. Hold on a second because Nine and a Half is a great idea. Right? But what do we do next year now? Because is it? Because if we're doing a whole nother one, now it's the Ten and a Half. Do we have, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Do we add an extra shift, and that way it's it's a one and a half, and now Maybe. now we get to eleven. Do Maybe. you see where, what what's happening in my head right now? You're like a year from now. That is now not oh, no. ten. That's Be, ten and a half. It's ten and a half, and and it's hurting. Oh my it's god, it's hurting your head. It hurts right around my right temple. I can't, it's hurting. Okay. I don't know. But the idea of nine and a half is phenomenal. Of course, go on. <laughs> and you're in it with a little more home. So we're gonna have two of the tumblers, and then we're gonna have five to six food kits, if you will. So some of them will be more interactive than others, but an example is I have Peels on Wheels, which is this great little pizza cart, um, and he's gonna be doing a pizza kit where he has you know, the fresh made dough, fresh sauce, yep. the cheeses, the toppings. And Hold on one second, I got my, my the Cisco. You're picking up, right? Yeah. Yep, okay. Uh, you can sign in and then go around back and ring that doorbell. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's okay. This is what podcasts are about, yeah, right? See podcasts. We don't. <laughs> oh, thanks. Which things? <laughs> oh, hey, thank you. Yes, that's good stuff. Well, thank. Okay, good. He's very generous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much. Cisco, everybody. <laughs> Cisco. Yay, Cisco. Um, okay, so yeah, like that would be an example of food kit. Um, also, I'm working with Marshall Street. They're doing some kind of like mac and cheese situation. Nathan's is doing something. Um, Love and Cups, obviously, doing something we haven't decided because we want to kind of fill it out a little bit. Yeah. But the idea is to just sit with your friend, your partner, your mom, whoever you want to drink with all day. Yeah. So someone you like. Um, and, you know, just kind of taste some of these Rochester foods, make them together, you know, enjoy what's, the couch. What's on the screen throughout the day? Is it just music all day or will no. we have pop-ins from the... Yeah, so okay. we're going to be having a live screen that starts that day at 2 o'clock. Um, and it's going to be a combination of we're going to have little quips from the brewers talking about the beer real quick. You know, maybe the inspiration behind it. You know, what they can expect as, as far as tasting notes. Um, we're going to have the restaurants there. Some of them will be doing like an actual food demo, kind of like you're watching Rachel Ray or something. Live or recorded all this stuff. We a are going to... It will feel live. We're going to pre-record it yeah. just for safety purposes. Are pre-recording everything, and even the music, all that? Everything. Okay, well, that's cool because then it'll, it, you know, it'll be well-produced. It'll be flawless. I mean, live has a cool element to it, but it also ends up being full of mistakes it scares the crap out of me yeah. right like so we're gonna do all live um we're also gonna have some little intermittent um snippets from solo artists that we love from around here because let's face it musicians are very much on the struggle bus um and then we have four major bands we have the honey smugglers we have the moho collective we have tegan and the tweeds and friday in america so it's gonna be a full day of eating drinking you know, seeing the best ways to make the foods, hearing from local brewers, and then just some of the, our favorite bands that we haven't been able to see. Right. Um, so we're really trying to just kind of throw back to some of the, the businesses that I think are struggling the most, the musicians. Um, and then just, I feel like by January 23rd, everyone's going to be ready for, to do something. Yeah. Like it's that like weird time of year anyways. And then if we're like stuck indoors a little bit more, which it seems like we might, I think it's a cool thing to do. What about a shot in there? A prepackaged shot called the vaccine. And it's like... <laughs> I love that idea. I don't think it's a good idea actually now that I think about it. No, actually never mind. I don't think it's a good idea. Unless you can actually get your hands on real vaccines. <laughs> in which case... Then it would be amazing. You need to raise your price. Maybe maybe we should put the garbage um, garbage yeah, plate shot in there. That could work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How does somebody get tickets? Um, so we're selling them on our website, lovingcup.com. Okay. Um, we also have an app... Um, that you can download Heartland app, which you can order food through. And then you can also just call the store, uh, okay. which is 585-292-9940. It's January 23rd. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good I'm stuff. excited. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you too. That's great. What? Anything else we got to talk about? No, just no. Um, I'm very excited for a new year. I don't know about you. Oh my God. Definitely. Very, yeah. very excited. I'm not going to lie. This year hasn't been necessarily bad for me, but right. I mean, it has been socially obviously and um, I mean there's been some things that have happened this year good to me and so I, I I'm lucky and I'm happy and I'm very like gracious uh, gracious yes. of all that but you know it's it's just killing people and it sucks I mean literally killing people of course but then on top of that also just watching businesses struggle yeah I mean there's just no good coming from any of this shit and it sucks yeah there's a lot of businesses that are thriving during this and I can always tell I always Feel like they feel bad when they're like talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see like them like like feeling sad sadness in their eyes as they're like talking to me, and I'm like, listen. That is the thing, you know. The economy has taken a giant dump, but there's yeah. a few things that have just boomed, right? Like right. Liquor, liquor stores have never been busier. Oh my god, never been busier. Livers have never been worse. <laughs> yeah, it's on, like the like the kid that well, I live right by Pinnacle up yeah. in uh, Brighton, yes. and you know I'll go in there sometimes, and I and that kid uh, Matt Yeager, I think his name is like this, and every once in a while I just ask about businesses, and you're right, he has that look on his face where he's like, I don't want to say. I feel like I'm going to get jumped. Yeah. I don't I, want to say how business is going. I know. A restaurant owner is going to just beat me up right now. No. And when people do that, I'm like, listen, you don't have to feel bad that you're doing great. Like, yeah, yeah. like I truly am glad that you are because yeah. there's a lot of industries that this is hard for. I think it's just also been very emotionally um, straining, not to mention the... The political, like, just division and... Oh, God. I mean, it's it's just been a shit show, let's be honest. So, oh, dude. I mean, how could all this shit have landed in the same year? Right? I because, don't know. But, but, uh, coronavirus, then all the, the equal rights protests, right? Mm -hmm. And then the election. Like, all of these 
very divisive things all happening right at the same time. We have never hated each other more in this country. <laughs> it's right? true. Like, it's true. It's kind of crazy. It's. I never thought that, like, if you, like, showed me a glimpse into the future, like, if, you know, whatever that Christmas movie is, like, if you oh, took me so, to the future and so, showed me this. Oh, wait a second. Not, it's a wonderful, a wonderful life was a parallel universe, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Why? Well, uh, uh, it's with Ebenezer oh, Scrooge. Ebenezer, yes. It's Scrooge. Right. Why can't yeah, we remember the ghost, this? The ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Yeah. So if the ghost yeah. of Christmas future came to me and told me this would be my future in 2020, yeah. I would have like never believed it. Yeah. It's well, just think about weird. how normal it feels to wear a mask indoors right now. How Think about a year ago. Think about rolling up here a year ago with a mask on. How how awkward that would have felt to be like, I'm just going to wear a mask. Everyone would have been like, what the fuck? Well, it's funny because I teach at MCC and like a year or two ago, there was a girl who would wear a mask all the time. She was ahead of her time. She was so ahead of her time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are certain cultures that have been wearing masks for a long time, um, and I'm imagining that that's maybe what it came down to, but I, I, I feel like people thought it was strange, you know? Yeah. And um, now it's just commonplace. And my, I mean, you have a little one. He, like, he just, you know, puts it right on. You know, it's like, so it's we, his normal. I think what are, you're supposed to put him on it too, right? How, um, Julian is your son's name, right? What, how old? Uh, he's it, five. Okay, so he's masked, yes. full on mask. Yes. Okay, so my two, he just turned two, my son. We haven't tried a mask yet. We also aren't, he hasn't really been in public either. Right. Though. So he's he's not going to Wegmans or anything right now. He's basically, it's our house or grandma's house, and that's about it for him. Which I think is great. It's kind of okay. I, I do think about it for him sometimes where I think he's not going to remember any of this. Ryan, of course, gets very worried, and I do too, that perhaps it's going to delay his development, not being around kids. We right. worry about that some. Do you worry about that at all? Well, he, Julian started kindergarten this year, which has al- okay, also so looked is. very different, looks very different. Um, so he is around kids. Um, and I can tell my husband's very emotional about it, watching it, because it's yeah. not the typical kindergarten experience. Right. You know, he goes two days a week. Then I do virtual with him one day, my mom, my sister. And, you know, I have to remind him sometimes, like, Julian doesn't know the difference. Like, he really doesn't. Like, he's never gone on a school bus. He's never yeah. gone to kindergarten. Even going two days a week seems normal to him. He's never... I think it's harder for kids who have been in school for years. Because right. you've well, experienced... Well, the older guys, like a couple of guys who work for me are in college and stuff, and it completely just screwed their end of their college experience. You know, yes. a couple of these guys are just about to graduate, Oof. the guys you met today. And, and you know, poor, I feel terrible for them. I mean, senior year in college was one of the most fun times I've ever had. And seniors in high school? Oh, yeah, my God, brutal. Yeah. Just all, like, everything they're looking for. And do you remember, were you an athlete or anything? Did you, what were you involved yes, in? And, yes, yeah. I was very involved. You remember <laughs> sure how much you, you were looking forward to, like, your senior year. You were, yes. Your class was going to be in charge now. Yes. You guys were going to be the stars of everything. And yes. then it's just canceled. Everything's canceled. Sucks. Sucks. Really sucks for these kids. So, anyway, I feel bad about that. Although the learning, like, a couple of these guys, they're on winter break right now. And it's like, it's like two and a half months worth of winter break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hold on, let me ask a question. Does does everyone know uh, what Cisco's taking? Yeah, twenty seven and eighteen. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I love this. This is like <laughs> I could just say whatever I want. Yes. You can One say time want. I was on the radio and with my friend Crowley and. Uh, we were, we were doing a live remote and I definitely said shit. Oh, did you? <laughs> and he looked at me. I he like it he happens. was in disbelief and I was like I am so sorry and I I think they probably got in trouble cuz it was like live. Yeah, so what would that have been CMF? Yes. Yeah, so I th- they probably were on a delay, maybe it got caught, but I you never know. Maybe not. I felt but, so bad. But you know what? Here's the thing. Like if you if you have a true honest to god accidental and you can prove that it was an accident. It's they called a fleeting expletive. Okay. You're not in trouble. Like pe- that was kind of a thing that people always thought, you know, if you do something and it's meant to be shocking, you're in trouble. Okay. If it's a real honest to god accident. If we're doing this right now, pretend we're actually on the radio right. and somebody ran up to us and went, "Fuck you guys." That we actually wouldn't get in trouble for that, okay? It or not because it was an, it's an accident. It's, it's not on us, fleeting. Yeah. right? Yeah, and as long as we showed we had the right measures and you know we had a board up and there was a delay in place and for whatever reason, even though we had all these all this diligence in place, yeah, it accidentally made it through the air. 
you're not in trouble. Because you know where it happens a lot is during pro sports. Right. Did you ever notice during sports? Like, you ever yes. watch the NBA or something? Yes. And, like, I, I, I mean, I watched the Cleveland Cavaliers for years, and yeah. one of the biggest cursors on the court was LeBron James. <laughs> he would come down, he'd go, go to the hole, go up, get fouled, and he'd go, ah, shit! You would always hear it clear as day through the TV, and it, they're not going to get in trouble for that. It's fleeting. Exactly. Anyway, so you were fine. <laughs> you didn't get well, trouble. I was, like, saying something like, he was doing that thing like he was like I have Leslie Zink or Ward and he's uh, he's like what's your name you know because I it took me forever yeah. to change it and I was like I got to get my shit together I said something <laughs> like that like and then I was like oh my god I mean it was like a very natural thing to like yeah. say yeah but I just remember his face of sheer yeah terror it does have you do still get that sinking feeling whenever someone curses well, I mean obviously I was in charge of the button for years on Wii's and like we had a lot <laughs> I believe it uh, the most legendary was Tony D himself oh one year during the 24-hour show <laughs> just he probably said the f-word 10 times well I've been to the 24-hour show so I'm <laughs> imagining there was some drinking going on yeah for sure <laughs> And then another time, like Sammy Weeze's son, I yes. think he was another one who he just cursed like three times in a row. He's like, shit, dad. And Weeze goes, you can't say that. And he just goes, why the fuck not? You say shit all the time. Like right into the microphone. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> was, that was a good one too. Now that time I was kind of shit in my pants a little because that one's a little less accidental. That one's a little more. <laughs> so anyway. Oh I my gosh. That. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we did it all. I think we said it all. I think we said Home it all. Grown, go to Love and Cup. Buy tickets for Homegrown whenever the bourbon meat sauce comes out. We're working on a few things with you, which is an exciting thing for 2021. So lots of bright little glimpses of hope. Yeah, for sure. And also, look, the vaccine, it's here. You know, I think we're probably, what, months away from being able to somewhat assimilate back into normal. Yeah. You know what's going to be awkward now, speaking of wearing masks in places? It's going to be awkward to not wear a mask now. Don't you think the first couple times? I think so. Like, can you imagine next time you have to walk into Wegmans without a mask? How weird that's going to feel that first time. Who's going to be the first to do it? I don't know. I feel like I won't walk into a Wegmans without a mask until I definitely see other people doing it. I think it's going to be a minute. I think people are going to wear masks a minute, but I do think it's going to feel like, you know, like when you take your your wedding ring off it feels just and you weird. or your watch and you, you can like still feel it there. Yeah. It's going to be kind of like that situation because yeah. I think we're really used to it. Yeah. Did you at the beginning, did you do the thing where you would occasionally almost get all the way in and realize you didn't have your mask on? Yes. So I'm getting better at that now, but I made it halfway through the Wegmans parking lot a couple times and went, ah, oh, shit, and I had to go back to my car. <laughs> yes. I did that. Um, I'm also, being 12 corners, I'm a big, like, uh, Bagel Land and Balsam Bagels person there. Yeah. And, like, that... For every Saturday morning for like three weeks in a row, I got to the point where I was opening the door and I went, oh, holy shit. I almost just walked in there without yeah. a mask. Yeah. yeah. I, and I've noticed, yeah, I think there's a, there's, I see that happen a lot, like in the restaurant business too, where some people just literally just have like a beer or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they just kind of forget. They just forget. And they, they start the getting up. That's yeah. That's the thing. Like, don't, they go, I'm just, I'm just running to the bathroom. Have you had anyone be a jerk about it? Just I say like, I've had a few. Have you? Yes. I don't tend to, um, given like I think just like the culture that we have at Loving Cup, I don't attract, I think, a clientele that no, is don't. going to be like a jerk about it. I right. think they want to support us regardless of their beliefs or what it symbolizes to them or whatever. Yeah. I think everyone's just like, I'm going to do it just to be respectful. Um, now, when when you have had your couple instances, was it someone who just didn't want to wear one, period, or someone where they get up to go to the bathroom and they don't wear one and you say something to them and they go, relax, I'm just going to the bathroom, because that's um, what I've heard a couple times. It's been both of those, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's become a little bit of a political symbol for many, yeah. so I've had some people who just will, help, will come up and, you know, ref, you know, they don't have it, and we just say you know, I'm sorry, this is what we have to do to stay in business. Like, it's not anything that we care to, like, discuss. We have one for you. And I have had a few people walk away because it's just, like, for them, not something they believe in. Um, But not many. I'd say it's, like... Not too bad, yeah. And I've had a few people that were a little bit non-understanding of, like, when we first started service, it was it was very different. We we first started with an app. You had to only order from an app because we were trying to keep it as contactless as possible. And you know, 
some people are just not comfortable with that, you know, and we, we, we assimilated as we kind of saw people, but young people, no problem. They were like, great, I don't have to talk to you. Like, I'm looking at this thing anyways. They were great with that, but you yeah. know, we had to kind of bring service back, which, which I was very big on. I was like, this just doesn't, this feels so sterile to me, but I had a few people who refused to do the app, you know? Um, like, I had, I had like three guys show up one day and one of them like had a tantrum about the app and he's like, I'm not eating here then. And so the other guys were like, well, cool, we're, we're going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So he left. That's and they stayed. They're like, well, we're hungry. So food wins over you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my God. I love it. I was in East Amp Wegmans last a couple weeks ago and there was a, there was what I call a bear facer. There was someone in there, <laughs> and, but he was just a guy who just wanted so bad to be challenged. And from what I saw, and it was barely, I just saw for a second, there was nobody really challenging him, but right. everybody kind of does that double take where they go, Oh my God, there's a person <laughs> without a mask on. It's kind of funny to see that. It's almost like a public shaming now. It is. Yeah. It's like the like scarlet letter. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You. But he, he was, uh, you could just tell by his face though. He's looking around going, go ahead, go ahead, bring it up, bring it up. Like that, I have a problem with that. I, I 100% have a problem with oh, that. Oh yeah. How did that go? For nobody, him? I didn't see anyone bring it up to him. You Are know, you serious? I, yeah, nobody, nobody, it, everyone stared and everyone clearly made like, there was one old lady who I think kind of like made a whole scene about getting out of his way. <laughs> she was kind of like, oh, and she like moved over by 10 feet. And I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> so he was being like, Karen, is there like a male name for like being a Karen? I, I thought it was Chad. Is that, Oh, Chad? it's totally Chad. Yeah, I think it's Chad. It is Chad. Chad, you're right. Yeah, wait, we don't know any good Chads, do we? I hope not. No, we don't need Chads. No. Any, we have a question. Uh, should be on my desk. Um, there would be a Cisco invoice, and then you can just make a copy of it. Yes. If you can't find it, let me know. <laughs> That's podcast. Podcast. Right. As my chefs work, dil- dil- all of our staff is working, and we're just this shooting great. the shit. It's <laughs> awesome. I had the guys from the Gentleman's Club out here from the yeah. Zone. You remember those guys? Yeah. And I, told, I said to them, I go, I think, I think this is bad. I think it's bad that I'm sitting here doing a podcast and like everyone is working. And I just remember those guys being like, no, you're doing it. From what I can tell, if you're the boss, absolutely, you're doing it right, right? now. <laughs> and you're building business, number one. Also, you're feeding them dinosaur barbecue later for a Christmas yes, party. That's so right. That's right. There's that. That is right. That's right. And you're right. It's I'm with a client right now. Correct. So anytime, like if you're a business owner and you just say I'm with a client, that supersedes anything. It absolutely does. Yeah, even if we were sitting here doing garbage plate shots. <laughs> it would still be technically I'm with a client. Absolutely. So well, in I, the summer, can I use that to golf every day? I'm with a client. I think absolutely. I think there's some people that do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like golfing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's go back to work. Maybe right. we should do it. We should go help them. Let's go do find out what's going on. All right. Would it be funny if we went in there and they were just like, we don't know, we don't know what to do, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing. We're happened. lost. All right, Leslie from Love and Cup Homegrown is coming up January 23rd. Thanks for doing this. Thank you.